This podcast is being recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and acknowledge their ongoing connection to land, waters, and culture. Colonization and genocide is still happening today. Sovereignty was never ceded, and as always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Ospol Snackpod, the podcast that's kind of like a lemonade popsicle. We've got icy cold takes on the poles. <laughs> nice. Did, did I bring that around? Yeah, no, that was good. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> Normally we Christ. come up with a pun beforehand, but that was, you just dived right in there. Uh, uh, that's right, everybody. It didn't feel good. It's Ospol Snackpod, the podcast that brings you bite-sized chunks of Australian politics and news with a side of crispy memes. Well, at least normally. Um, my name's Noon, and with me, as always, is my co-host. Hey, it's Zach Snag. How's it going, everybody? That's a trick question. I know how it's going. Shit. We just had an election, and there's no good answer to how it's going to turn out. Yeah. So. Well, we're about to almost just have had an election. Yes, that's right. We're actually recording yesterday, uh, election day. Uh, we thought we'd come with a couple of our, like, thoughts about the election uh normally we have a pretty structured show with like stories and stuff but this time we're just gonna have a bit more of a chat and then that'll be the first bit of the show and then we'll see you tomorrow after the results are in uh for as in later in this episode later in this episode <laughs> the first half of this episode is being recorded saturday saturday night we go to the polls sunday hopefully we know the results of the election, yep. um, but even if not, we will know something, and then we'll talk about it more later in the episode. So hopefully this introductory segment where we're just um, talking complete shit is relatively short, is, yes. th- is the idea. Yep. Uh, by Ospol Snackpod standards. Yep. These bite-sized chunks are getting ever less bite-sized. Well, let's take the first bite of this increasingly large popsicle. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you for coming back for me on that one. No worries. Yeah, thanks for for providing me with that excellent segue. Um, so I just want to talk about some polls uh, that <laughs> I found on Bludger Track. Um, and basically... What's that? It's a website. They do poll aggregations. The Poll Bludger, they okay. do Australian poll things and sophology. Um, apparently, they have some problematic views about trans people. Um, so don't that take this as a sucks. ringing endorsement. But um, yeah. they do aggregate polls with some very good graphics. Um, and um, basically, it looks like Labor's doing real well. Um, actually, their first preferences have gone down. Uh, a bit yeah. during the campaign, and they're now pretty neck and neck with the coalition. They started off ahead before the the campaign was called, and they're now down a bit. But it seems like a lot of those first preference votes have gone to Greens and Cookers rather than the Liberals. Mm. Um, so that doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing badly. And indeed, on two party preferred, like after applying preferences or like guesses of preferences, yeah, um, they're. Labor is still pretty far ahead on the two-party preferred. I think it's like roughly a 5% swing that um, Bludgeon Track has. Uh, that's so, pretty, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's pretty healthy. I've listened to quite a few interviews with pollsters over the mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. and the theme definitely seems to be people being like, yeah, 
Labor definitely looks like they're ahead, but I don't want to make any predictions about anything, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I'm not going to. Uh, yeah. So one of the good things about this bludger track thing, uh, someone found the bludger track for 2019 two-party preferred mm. and compares it with the one for this election. Mm. And although the sort of raw numbers are pretty similar, the trends are a very different shape. Right. Um, and that's a bit hard to describe, but I mean, that's the whole point of this show, right? Um, you know, just like the gap is getting wider um, or has been up until the last until month, basically. Called, yeah. yeah. And the margins always tighten towards the end. So it's kind of like a diamond shape. Um, but yeah, whereas the other one, Labour was like ahead consistently and then was trending down and down and down towards the election mm. in 2019. Mm. Um, so it's kind of the opposite shape of the graph. So I think that is a reasonable um, basis on which to hope that these numbers might be more reliable than the polls last time that predicted a Labour win and then Yeah, the fizzed. pollsters as well also, like, and this is coming from pollsters, uh, but, you know, they, like, started, like, a national council for polling institutions right, right. and have, like, established a set of, like, guidelines for it, and a number of them have, like, you know, like, we're talking places like, uh, uh, what's Resolution. the News Corp one called? Uh, Resolve is one. Uh, news, news, news Poll, maybe? Yeah, News the Poll. Guardian Essential right. Poll, uh, yeah. YouGov, like, a bunch of these big polling places have, like, again, according to themselves, done a bunch of, like, soul-searching and also right. redevelopment of their methodologies cool. uh, and feel like they won't fuck up in the same way that they did last time. Well, that is good. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope that they're right, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that does kind of mean that the trend line shapes might be less reliable if the methodology that is producing those numbers has changed. Um, that might be... Yeah, you Less never comforting. know. Yeah, never know. Whatever, fuck polls. Well, that's it. Um, it's, and it's like, there's only so much that's helpful to, you know. But, like, the general vibe, it, you know, across the media is that, like, Labour is ahead and hopefully that that is true after tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, we our entire political system is sort of built around the idea of, like, inertia as a central concept. You know, it's fighting against any form of major radical change. Like, that's a central tenet of, like, Australian electoral politics. Yeah. Which is why, you know, there's a lot of chat about the Greens' vote is going up. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. there's all these teal independent challenges. And I believe that many people will vote for both the Greens and also teal independents. And we know, like, I think that the kind of, if I had one observation that I think has characterized this election campaign in general, it's that the major party's primary vote is really low, really and we low. might even see, like, historically low primary votes for the major parties. It's something like a third each way, a third to Labour, yeah. third to Lib, Nats, Yeah, they're kind of in the, in the mid-low 30s. Yeah. yeah, which is, like, very, like, it, you know, last election was also pretty low primary votes for the major parties, but... Um, this could be like very, very, very low for both um, because voters are like, you know, they're sick of the major parties and they yep. are effect have effectively become the same thing. Um, but having said all that, uh, and, you know, I just, I, I, I'm deeply skeptical 
of the possibility of these votes that are these these voters who are kind of like abandoning the major parties at least in a first preference sense uh to go vote greens or, or teal i'm very i'm very skeptical that that's going to result in new greens or teal uh members of the lower house because like the entire political system is built around yeah. that not happening um i still think that the greens might get a historically high primary vote like yep. it's entirely possible i think their highest was 12 percent, maybe in like 2010 something like that and they've been polling 14, somewhere around 15. that no no not that high okay no um but like yeah, it, it may we may get a historically high Greens vote. I still don't think that we'll get any new Greens in Parliament. I yeah. think that people like uh, like I my personal prediction. It's very silly to make predictions about elections, and all these professional pollsters are kind of refusing to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we have the advantage of being a couple of chuckleheads, and it doesn't really yeah, matter we if we're wrong. We exactly, yeah. and you have yeah. egg on our faces when we record the second half of this episode tomorrow. But I'm predicting, this is my, this is my hard nose electioneering prediction, which is that no new greens, no teals, no new teals get up. Um, I, but I think that they will attract like a very solid vote and scare the shit out of the likes of, for example, Josh Frydenberg, I mean, we already know he's yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. shit scared out of him. Yeah. But ultimately, I just think the like collective cumulative power of inertia in our political system is like it's just ex an extremely strong force to try and yeah. overcome you know yeah. and like these teals who are polling really well in notoriously unreliable single seat figures yes. but like you know they still have these enormous fucking margins to close you know I agree. Yeah. Um, I so think it's, it's just a real, it's just a real long shot. Yeah. I'd love to see it happen, but you know, I'd say that's like exactly right. I think it's super unlikely that teals will get much. Um, I think it's possible one or two seats will flip to independence, but I think that is a long shot. Um, it's plausible. The greens could pick up wills, but I no. No, you reckon I think, this? I don't even want to, I've never heard anybody say that Wills is in play for the Greens. Yeah, I don't think it's likely, and I think that one of the reasons for that is that, like, a lot of people there will just want to get rid of Scott Morrison and will go with the, like... Yeah, they swallow the Labour messaging on you have to vote for us. To, and actually, I have a story about um, when I voted, I voted early, well, we both voted early noon. We did. Um... Uh, and I was in line and I was like, uh, taking a how to vote from a Victorian socialist, how to vote person. And they were like, giving me the spiel about how, oh, you know, it's like, it's okay. You can vote two greens, put us first, put the green second, and we can still kick out Scott Morrison. And then the liberal pickle boy handing out how to vote next to the Victorian socialist leaned over and was like, that's actually misinformation. If you want to kick out Scott Morrison, you have to vote for Anthony Albanese. And that's coming from me and I'm liberal. And I, and I was just like, that. That's a fucking Dude, lie. What the fuck, man? You are yeah. you're just lying to people in the line to vote. Um anyway, I wanted to yell at him more when I came out from voting, but he was gone. I, I like to think that I scared him off, but nice. I, don't know. I, I will go to my grave regretting that I didn't call him a pickle boy to his face, but hey. Yeah, yeah. Um there's we always... want to plant that seed in the young lib's brain <laughs> yeah. that that's the worst thing they can get called. I could have at least called him smooth or wet or something, but anyway. Briny. Yeah. Get him next time. Yeah, you fully marinated motherfucker. Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, yeah like the the amazing that the that the liberal the guy was like, oh no, vote like, for Albo. Please vote Labour. It's just like, yeah, I mean, it tells you everything you need to know. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that is maybe a bit different about this election than the last couple, which is how long I've been paying attention, um, is that I think a lot of elections are won on uniform swings. Mm -hmm. And that kind of can't win Labour the election, a uniform yeah. swing. There's not enough, like, super marginal seats. Yeah. They need to pick up seven, I'm pretty sure, for a majority of one. Mm. Um, and there's not seven in the, like... Marginal swing zone. Swing. Yeah. Exactly. Do you, um, it, do you think... You know, we're like, last week we had a very um, non-election focused episode... This yeah. week we're going full Kool-Aid West Wing brain, yeah. you know, in that context. What, like, do you think Labour wins? And if so, majority or minority government? I think the most likely outcome is a one-seat majority for Labour. Okay. Maybe two. My um, call is minority with Bant, but... I think minority with anyone other than Bant is more likely. Um... <laughs> They don't need to fucking negotiate with him. No, it's true. Like, what's he gonna do? Not like, <laughs> not vote f for them. Like, well, that's exactly that's what I'm saying. It's like you know, he's right, in he, the bag. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I well, that's the next most likely thing. I think. Yeah. Is Labour minority? Um, and here's my like, pretending I know things about numbers but actually i've just listened to 600 <laughs> hours of podcasts about australian <laughs> politics uh and my like conglomerated yeah prediction is squeeze it down if labor can get two seats in south australia they'll have a majority okay something to look out for tonight yeah um o only one is in play and so if they get a second one it's all over okay gotcha yeah. um okay Let's do a couple. Let's do a couple things. Let's say, uh, who do you want to see lose their seat the most? Who are you going to be looking at being like, okay, like watching watching the numbers? So you know who who is likely to lose their seat that you would like to see it. You know, be lovely if Morrison lost his seat, but that's not going to happen. It's not really. Play. Yeah. Like Craig Kelly, is that a is that a cheap? No, I think answer? well, I think you're gonna have a very satisfying evening in that case. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I thought it was a cheap answer. Is that it's like pretty in the bag. Yeah, but that's. Um, I think that's a, a fine and good answer. It's gonna be really good to have Craig Kelly out of Parliament. He's a huge piece of shit. Uh, I just, I've seen their ads saying that he'll be the next prime, prime minister, minister so often, yeah. and I just can't wait for him to not even be eligible for yeah. it, let alone. Yeah. Like totally within reach, yeah, yeah. Um, How about you? Look, boy, it's a it's a smorgasbord of options. There's a number of like high profile libs who are under threat. Um, I don't. Th I think Dutton's pretty safe. Um, you know, yeah, I think the sadly. attempts to kind of unseat him there have been, yeah, it's just like he's got unfortunately quite a rock solid base up there. So I'm not even like 
Dutton's not even on the chopping block from my perspective. I think it would be fucking hilarious if Josh Frydenberg lost his seat. Like, True. That's kind of the juiciest plum on it the would, tree. Exactly. And and <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, let's say that uh, the, the Liberals pull off a kind of magical against all odds underdog Aussie battle of victory like they did three years ago. Yeah. You know, back then, 2019, the silver lining was Tony Abbott eating huge amounts of shit. Uh, if the libs win this time, but, but Frydenberg loses his seat, it's like that's, okay, yeah, there's yeah. your that's a pretty nice. good silver lining. Whether so, I mean, it's not a particularly likely scenario that they win and he loses. But you you get what I'm saying. I think the two most likely seats, and again, this is vibe based. Mm. Not it's all based. vibes. It's, it's not all vibes. vibes all the way down. The election that's hasn't right. happened yet. That's why I yeah. said we're just talking shit. <laughs> All of the numbers are also just vibes. Yeah. They, and everyone listening to this is like, they know what's happened. And they're just like, oh, you guys are so Come on, guys. wrong. That's, that's true. I forgot. That <laughs> we should wrap they already know soon. By... Yeah. <laughs> Before yeah. we say more wrong thing. Okay, the two <laughs> seats that I can see most likely yeah. going independent are Goldstein, Zoe Daniel against Tim Wilson. Uh, that, okay, that, and that would be my second. Because Tim Wilson's such one. a huge piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. He's so slimy. Just... You know, pickled sausage, not even a yeah. not even a gherkin. Yeah. Yeah. He's a canned pickled sausage. Uh and the other one is Boothby in South Australia, which the Libs have with a small margin of a couple two percent or something. Mm. But their members retiring, so it's a three way race between them, Labour, and Joe Dyer, who I would love to see in Parliament. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how she's polling, but some article I read said that it was like would go either way so or any of those three ways oops sorry um yeah well i'm not sure that i have much more to like much more conjecture to put out there pre-election um i am refusing to believe that anything good will happen yeah mostly no, because it's not really on the cards <laughs> like yeah. labor winning government is going to make me less sad. Uh, but also, I, I, I don't know. I mean, people are trying to kind of predict what Morrison's like attitude towards this is. And one idea I've heard floating around is that he's happy to take the L this time because the labor is just inheriting like a complete economic catastrophe, a uh, bit of a hospital pass government libs get back in next term. Right. Right. Uh, but, even if Morrison that, won't be around as leader by then. But... That, well, that's what I think. I think it's optimist. Yeah. I think he's being optimistic if he thinks yeah. that he's going to be able to um, do the, the bill shorten or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's like a Labour government getting in. There's, also, there's something like there's that sort of false hope element to it as well. Like the Dems getting in was... in the States where you're like, you know, it's like, oh, this is a political victory. Is this what a political victory feels like? The answer is, of course, no. The, the House wins every time, and that's yep. all that's going to happen. And maybe we get a marginally less shit house yep. for a few years. And, like, you know, there are probably some people whose lives will be marginally materially improved by a Labour government. Like, hopefully um, mine. Yes, that, you know, would be great. Um, I mean, they're still going to be keeping people... In offshore detention. Still going to be uh, not investigating the destruction of indigenous 
heritage. They're still going to be leading an illegal colonial settler government on stolen land. Like that's just the the nature of the business, right? Yep. Yep. Um. So there's only so much even potential optimism that I could even like force myself to believe. We haven't is... talked about the Senate at all, and Lydia thought being in the Senate, I think that would be a good outcome. Oh yeah, I mean, look, I feel like that's fairly guaranteed. Yeah. Um. She was the top candidate. She, yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. She's she's, she's up yeah. on the Senate ticket. No, I mean, I I think that we can feel fairly confident that Lydia's going to get back in. Um. Yeah. Uh Senate. You know, I I, I don't have many thoughts. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, it's been like not under government control for ages, so that yeah. seems likely to continue and extend. So. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, hopefully we get a couple weirdos in there. Yes. You know? Uh, Vote one weirdos. I don't know what the show is, because I don't own a TV and I can't recognize faces, uh, but there was someone gave out, no, like, the Ricky Muir Award for Obscure Candidate that will hopefully get in and be entertaining or something. Yeah, yeah I think they that gave was it to um, Charlie Max Pickering. Sure. Okay. Anyway. They gave it to Max Dix. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, look. Max Dix getting in would not be a bad result, I think. True. He's way more self-aware than Ricky Muir in terms of yeah. how he's... I think he would be election. looking around less like, uh, how the fuck did this happen, Um, if he did get in. <laughs> like, no, I specifically planned for this. I just also yeah. didn't expect it. Um, cool. Yeah. Should we call that there? You got yeah. More... No, I, I, don't think I, I don't think we need to... Um, make ourselves look any more clearly terrible at political commentary than we presumably already have. Um, yeah. Really looking forward to seeing the, like, party representatives on the ABC panel get more and more sad and minimally responsive as the night goes on. Uh, that's... There you go. There's my I, prediction. There's a silver line. Okay, yeah. I mean... Hopefully we hit the jackpot of somebody losing their seat live Tim on Wilson on the panel getting the text messages. All of Australia can come together and celebrate at least one thing. Yep. All right. Um, well, elections suck. We'll see you. Uh, well, we'll see in you in sec. like three seconds. Tomorrow. But yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Crunch and so on. Catch you then. <laughs> Maybe just one crunch if it's, you know, half. Yeah, you can put the second crunch at the end of the next segment. Yeah. Crunch. Oh, and we're back. Hey everyone, welcome back to Ospol Snackpod, the podcast that's kind of like a... Uh, no. 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 Not enough brain. I am awake much earlier than I ideally would be. Mm-hmm. Um... I woke up at the normal time. I just went to bed much later than I should have. So we're kind of oh, in the I also same did boat. that. Don't worry. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you did it without the um, upwards of ten beers. Um, yeah. Well, hey, look, you know that's not nice. so bad. Nice, yeah, yeah. You know, that's pretty it's... much the good thing that I yeah. said could happen. Yeah, I'm feeling um, much better than I did. Uh, in 2019, that's for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah. 
we got all of the sweetness of Abbott getting booted without the horrors of Scott Morrison being reelected. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a pretty good deal. And like early on in the night when it was like, oh my god, Christina Keneally is gonna lose, and like Tim Wilson is gonna lose. I was like, those early results were just kind of so sweet with big assholes losing. And I was like, you know, like whatever happens tonight, at least we'll have this. But then we got the actual win as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll say on my, on my predictions from the first half of the episode that uh, I've, I don't think I've ever been happier to be wrong in my life. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> greens and teals. Fuck. Yeah. yeah it may totally. happen. Pauline Hanson might lose her Senate yes, seat to I the Greens. Greens have doubled or tripled or quadrupled their lower house representatives. Um, yeah, we've got to confirm to a very likely third... And, and and a fourth and fifth in the offing that are like yeah, may or may not happen. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, sorry, Bagels just being has just decided to wait until we started recording to knock my desk as much as humanly possible, caninely possible. <laughs> so apologies for the noises there, everybody. Um, he's not very happy with the result um, for reasons that we'll get into. No, in he our, wouldn't be in our yeah. update. Um, but yeah, like uh, what any grand takeaway messages here zach um well look i mean i guess i i thought that one thing i i I predicted kind of correctly is that the greens vote was going to be really high um i just didn't think that that was going to result in any seats and i'm very glad to be wrong on that um yeah didn't think any teals were going to get up again very wrong on that i thought maybe one and it looks like we've got five five four five Yeah. yeah um and the, the the other kind of thing that uh, commentators are loving to point out, which is another thing that I talked about in the first half of the episode, is Labor's historically low primary vote. Yes. Um, and I think that's a really good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it shows people are, like, losing faith in and shifting away from this very rigid two-party system. Because basically what's happened is that the Liberal primary vote completely collapsed and a lot of those votes went to Teals and Greens. And, uh, you know, Labour lost some votes to the Greens as well. So, you know, it's just going to be a much more interesting parliament than we've had in a long time. That's true. It was a very silly moment on the ABC last night um, when I think it was, that uh, no, was Laura Tinker, whoever was the, the host, um, was like uh, to the Liberal and Labour representatives on the panel, like, now if you two were in coalition, you'd only have two thirds of the parliament. And they were like... That Sorry, would, wait, if that we that would never were no. in coalition, that's not really a thing. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you did, you would only have gotten less than this much. So that would be a problem if that happened, right? And they were like, Sorry, are you suggesting that we should team up and form government? <laughs> Which, like, honestly, I don't know why they don't do that. But, like, um, yeah, but, like, seriously, cut your it just seems like the obvious, <clears throat> whatever. Yeah, no, so look, overall, I think, you know, that this is closer to the climate election that we were promised yes. last time yes um and i think maybe what people needed uh in those like relatively wealthy inner city sydney and melbourne seats to vote slightly more climate was like a kind of socially conservative but slightly more pro-climate option and they got yeah. that in the teals i actually think it's really interesting about the greens smashing it in inner city brisbane yeah I think it really puts the lie to the like queenslanders are 
redneck obviously. Hicks. I mean, yeah. like, they're going to have more Greens have a, MPs like, than Melbourne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it, like, you know, quote-unquote most progressive government in Australia or whatever, and Melbourne, like, mm. fucking lefty hipsters or whatever. But it's just, like, actually, it turns out Melbourne is full of conservatives who just, like, don't want to die in a fiery hellscape. Um, yes. And, yeah. look, I mean, if you look at the electoral map of Victoria now, it's, like, almost entirely Labour, and the Victorian Liberal Party has just been completely demolished, which is yeah. extremely satisfying. Yeah. And I think that, that, like, one of the other factors at play there is that the Victorian branch of the Liberal Party, like, just sucks so, so fucking bad. They've got Matthew Guy and they've got Mormons. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's it. That's it, and they've been, you know, like, worse than irrelevant for a long time. They completely failed to get any traction during the pandemic. Andrew's obviously, you know, yep. still quite a popular leader. And, you know, Labour were already in a fairly strong position in Victoria. Yep. Uh, speaking of Victoria, one particularly sweet plum uh, is Gladys Liu getting booted in Chisholm with a yeah. pretty big swing. Yeah. Um, 8.1% swing. Uh, that's yeah. a big one. Um, and it was, it was all over the place. I feel like I was watching the ABC coverage last night and they were putting up these graphs and every time you were just like, damn, like people, voters are moving around. Yeah. You know? Uh, it was exactly what I thought about the not a nationwide swing or like the nationwide swing not really being the relevant factor mm. um because the yeah, nationwide I mean, it, swing is between labor and liberal but the yeah. changes in seats were not between labor and liberal for the most part yeah um, i mean labor did, they picked up of what, course yeah five or six, five or six. Yeah, yeah yeah but yeah um, obviously not enough so as the results stand currently i'm looking at the abc yeah. website 72 seats for the, for the alp and 50 for it was very funny them trying to get Anthony Green to say that he'd called it f for Albo, and he was like, mm, "No, <laughs> the Liberals can't win. We can't say anything more than that right now." And they're like, <laughs> yeah. "Okay, so you mean the other guys win?" And he was like, mm, "Well, Depends I'm confident saying <laughs> Scott Morrison can't form can't form government, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Speaking yeah. So at, at this point, I feel like you know, obviously, there's still a number of seats that haven't been called yet." Um, and the question becomes, do ALP manage to scrape over the line and get a majority? Yes. Do they have to govern a minority? And we have to hope that they stay in minority. And also, ideally, that those extra Greens do get up, and that's who Labour has to deal with. Yeah, they won't, though. Like, yeah, like at this there's stage, enough even teals. If they, even if they only get yeah. 72 seats and they don't get another one, they can just... Yeah, get support. They can details. bypass. Yeah. yeah. Which is a shame. But like basically I think that whatever happens in terms of a Labour minority government, there's gonna be people there basically pushing them to do better. In the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. do better on climate specifically. Um and either the hold them to their promise of a federal ICAC. Totally. Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, like it's positive yeah. Positive pressure, I think. Um from yeah. whoever they have to cooperate with. Um, but you know, there's a better option there as well, which we probably won't see. Um, in uh, very good celebration news, Josh Frydenberg. You fucked up. Christina Keneally. Christina Keneally. You fucked up. That one was really sweet. Tim Wilson. You fucked up. Christina's great because it's nice that she lost but it isn't indicative of the election as a whole. Like, yeah. if I had to have yeah. her in to mean that Albo rather than ScoMo won, I would take that deal. Yes. But it's nice that we can get the Labour government 
with the no KKK. It's a it's a cake and eat it too. Um, yeah, it, cake, cake and eat it too. Cake, cake, cake and eat it too situation, and also that her seat didn't go to the libs either. It yeah, went to yeah. an independent Daily, who is yeah, essentially who, a lib, yeah, former liberal yeah. candidate, <laughs> but not technically a lib. Yeah, yeah, and not a t- not a teal independent either. No. She was running on a very local platform, which was the opposite of what Christina Kennelly represented. Like she represented the worst of like the cynical party machine politics. 100% and I just, the ruling from Canberra. Yeah. I, I love that she gave up her Senate spot to run Dude. and then fucking die. I mean, that it's, it's just so sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Craig Kelly. You fucked up. Speaking of um, <laughs> giving up your position Jeb. in the Liberal Party. Then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. Jeb Kelly. A lot of assholes ate shit last night. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. I think the, the other dynamic is going to be interesting to watch play out um, over the next little while is what kind of party the coalition becomes. Yes. Because there's a, like basically a number of factors here that I think are going to make them much harder right overall. Yep. So they lost yep. a number of really core moderate advocates um, like Trent Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Charm is gone, you know, and like... As much as they suck shit, like people like Tim Wilson, they suck significantly less hard than. Yeah, and they were people who were like pushing, like for the the extremely minimal steps in the right direction like, that they took on. Don't a few praise issues. Deves quite so loudly. Exactly, for and yeah, Catherine Deves, you fucked up. Uh, which really is Scott Morrison, you fucked up. Uh, but nice to see her not like really eating shit a lot like there was like a um you know a seven percent swing against her or something and you know she finished with a pathetic number of the votes because she's a fucking transphobic fascist anyway my point is the kind of uh the moderate wing of the liberal party has been gutted meanwhile the nationals kept all their seats every seat yeah yeah um and obviously the the person looking most likely to be the next leader after scott morrison is probably peter dutton yeah uh, and this is kind of interesting. I mean, this is very Overton window, right? You have the Labour Party inching to the right in order to make themselves more electable. Then the the Libnats get trounced at the election. A bunch of their kind of like left flank falls away, and then they move further to the right. So we may actually see like a bit more difference between the major parties now, but yep. in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well. That's right. I mean, the hope is that at some point Labour sees that the rightward slide is not effective, and like, yeah. maybe that'll be this term, but I doubt yeah. it. <laughs> um, well, I, hopefully they look at this result and they see this is not this is a, this is a loss for the LNP. for the right, yeah. yeah, and don't kind of spin it as like, yeah, our small target strategy is what got us over the line. A thousand because, percent, they're doing that, but. Yeah, well, of course they are. Yeah. Um, but realistically, again, you know, it's like they're very low primary vote. People are voting for people who, people are voting for candidates who are much stronger than the ALP. Yeah. On the, the issues that is should that, be their like base. You know, we talked a lot about, you know, the money from Kuyong staying in Kuyong and not being spread around the rest of the country. Mm. And I wonder if Monique Ryan and these other teals who get up in those blue ribbon seats. Goldstein, whatever, that the like people in in the constituents in those seats will be like, well, this person's just like a liberal, only better. I'm mm. not going to return my support to the Liberal Party, who have now been, you know, shifted all this far to the right. Mm. Just keep Monique Ryan in or whatever. Yeah. And so I suspect that this is going to be 
a snowball effect, assuming that the independents are like moderately competent, mm. where the liberals are going to lose money and lose money and lose funding and lose votes and therefore mm. lose money and funding and votes. Um, one outcome that I think is probably pretty likely, not in the next term, but maybe the one after that, is that the liberals and nationals actually become one party again and become either the conservative national party or the liberal conservative party or like something okay um interesting prediction yeah well as you say they're going to be much more closely aligned they've Mm. been kicked out of a bunch of inner city seats um and they've lost all of their moderates to the center and to labor so yeah I, i think that that makes a lot of sense rather than like trying to bargain with each other for a coalition each mm. time now that they're the same size and getting <laughs> wrecked like that kind of doesn't make as much sense <laughs> yeah interesting point could happen i mean it depends what this parliament is like and what the next election is like i think but yeah i think that that has got to be something that they all seriously consider it's already happened in queensland for example and yeah the nt or whatever but yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do they have? The the country nationals there? Yeah, Queensland's the Liberal National Party, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. And anti-country nationals. What else do we like? This isn't really a thing that I like, but <clears throat> I was like, it's kind of annoying that our like my big policy hope is that the Labour Party were lying about a bunch of stuff. I don't know if I said that <laughs> in our recording yesterday, but like, um. Just like, oh yeah, we're going ahead with stage three tax cuts. Uh, we're not going to review the job seeker rate. Like all of these other things, they're small target bullshit. Like hopefully, they were lying. Yeah, um, and it's annoying that that's the policy outcome that I'm hoping for is they lied. I, I think a lot of labor hacks uh, are telling have been selling. Yeah, that. like that's yeah. their yeah. <laughs> that's their pitch as well. Yeah, we just need to get into power and then we'll be good. Trust us. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, look. <laughs> <laughs> the 100% of those tax cuts are going ahead no way uh, yeah agreed agreed yeah uh job keep job seeker uh, highly doubt there's any movement there yep um but they'll be much more you know like the greens are going to be in a very strong position to advocate for that it's part of their platform now yep uh, that's good news um i guess my other kind of major takeaway is like you know i spent a lot of time emotionally preparing myself for last night to be absolutely devastating and I think, um, you know, we probably sound much happier in this half of the episode than, <laughs> than we, we would have liked to admit we would be in the first half of the episode. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, but I kind of, you know, was like in my head yesterday, preparing myself for the worst, right? In, in like, okay, what am, like, how am I going to think about this uh, if things go really south again? Um, as opposed to just, you know, mildly south as they have. Mm, mm. Um, and I think, you know, the answer is that, like, electoral politics is still really broken and not that representative of what people want. I mean, if you look at, yeah. you know, you look around and, and just look at the basic fact of, for example, 12% of the country voted for Greens and we're looking at two out of 151 seats and maybe a couple more. Like, you know, that's not representative. Uh, and these kind of cultural culture war issues that especially the liberal party whipped up mm. or attempted to whip up prior to the election, you know, and ish and like, you know, quote unquote debates over major policy areas like climate change. 
these are not reflective of the attitudes of like most people most yeah. people want action on climate most people are in favor of like lgbt people being able to live you know mm-hmm. like that's just you know it's 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 our politicians who hold us back and it's our electoral system and our parliament that hold us back yeah and so uh, what i was telling myself yesterday is that regardless of who wins there's going to be a shitload of work to do and the, the most valuable of that work is going to happen outside of electoral politics. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, this is a really nice result, um, especially in comparison to what could have been. Um, but ultimately, yeah, there's still an absolute shitload of work to do. Um, and yeah, it's going to happen outside of government. Yeah, I mean, go listen to last week's episode. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Final thoughts from you, Nune? Uh, well, there's just one other thing that I wanted to say, which is that um, my seat was the only one where Victorian socialists got above the 4% return threshold. Hey, um, nice. Uh, I don't think we've talked about them much. They're a Trotskyist group. They're like... Mostly salt. Mostly salt, who are not our favorites, but technically are a lot better than, for example, the Labour Party. Yes. Um, so, you know, um, critical support for our Trotskyist comrades yeah, good, in good the division of Fraser. You know, good, good job. Yeah, you know, I I would um basically never choose to interact with someone from socialist alternative in my day-to-day life, but I did vote for them like above the greens. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like <laughs> that's left unity, my friend. You sent me an article from the SEP, the Socialist Equality Party, <laughs> and it was so fucking funny, man. I keep forgetting to send it to people or like i didn't talk about it on stream last night which is a shame because it's so funny but it's just like it it was before the election and they were like listen labor bad liberals bad greens reformists but the real bastards (laughs) are the other trotskyist parties within melbourne yeah (laughs) salt bastards alliance Alliance, bastards hate them uh yeah no, they, they they call them pseudo left parties. Which is very totally, funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. Opportunists, yeah, um, yeah. So I I just found that extremely funny. Lateral violence. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of screaming into a very small void. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all in all, I think we can say that it's, it's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Hopefully, Labour minority government. Hopefully, more Greens. Uh, hopefully, please, for the love of God, do something about climate. Please, whoever the, the ALP has to deal with, make them do better on this shit. Yeah. Please, no new fucking coal mines. Please do better than some abstract... What, what What's the 43% by 2030 or some shit? Like, come on, shape up. Net zero by next week. Yeah, that's what do I'm it. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm expecting. Um... Yeah. Cool. Uh, now it's time for a update. another segment that goes before this one. Um, s- oh, do you want to do the... I was just skipping it. Hey, just follow to- us on social media. Whatever, that's fine. We don't have to do it. You, you guys know about social media. Follow us. Yeah. Uh, Patreon. Uh, leave us a review. We haven't had one in ages. Uh, we'd love a review. Yeah. Zach, what's Dante's political affiliations like? Dante has had an interesting couple of years politically. Um, he went really very conspiracist during the pandemic. He during was lockdown, a COVID yeah. truther. Yeah. 
um, and he started wearing his little anti-5G hat around the house. Um, yeah, we had a, a few kind of pretty heated discussions around that. Um, I wasn't able to make much ground, and honestly, mm. you know, I had given him up for UAP or worse, you know, one of the, like, yeah, freedom parties or whatever this, this I, election. I'm yeah, um, but I asked him yesterday uh, when he came out of the booth who he voted for, and he said Darren Hinch, which, which, interesting. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And his rationale was basically, I, you know, Dante is tough on crime as a guy. Sure. Crimes such as people walking in front yep. of the house. Yep. Crimes Dogs such being as... nearby. Yeah, babies laughing. Uh, uh-huh. Big crime. Fluttering while a plastic bag. Yeah, anything under a car that could look like the shape of a cat if you squint bad Crimes. crime yeah dante's very anti-crime loves yelling at crime mm-hmm. uh, and so he found in darren hinch a tough on crime candidate that he could support with the added bonus of being very in favor of darren hinch's falling asleep all the time wherever he wants policy uh, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. dante saw darren hinch fall asleep in parliament and thought that is a guy after my own heart he can represent me yeah yeah <laughs> Well, I'm glad that he found someone. Uh, Bagel, he, you know, he's got what I would describe as extreme views, which is why I, I always <laughs> put a, a, you know, his little caution harness on when yeah. we go out walking. Just people, you do not, you this don't want to know. will try to debate you. <laughs> yeah. So he wrote no suitable candidate to follow my will on, right, on right, the form. Right. Um, classic sovereign citizen shit yeah. am i being detained and so on yeah. but he also actually did vote um he, he you know he wrote that around it in a way that it wouldn't <laughs> informalize his vote so um yeah He's but being he very put, careful about his uh protest voting here he knows all the rules he just yeah. you know i guess it's classic subset shit it's like you don't control me but can i have welfare please yes. same same deal you know classic bagel yeah he actually <laughs> preferenced the australian citizens party first um <laughs> listeners you might know the them fucking as the LaRouche. cuc <laughs> yeah yeah the citizens electoral council uh the the, the london larouche uh enthusiasts um they're pretty bad honestly uh you know they think climate science is and i quote Hitler Nazi race science. Yeah. Um, they think yeah. the Port Arthur massacre was a false flag, which I Bagel has tried to talk to me about before. I just don't have time for it. No, no. Um, Put that I find it odd because Bagel sort of, he's a monarchist. That's what he actually. Yeah. That's what, was, I'm, I'm surprised. I guess, do, do we have a Republican party here anymore? Well, no, I don't think. No, like, what an anti-Republican party. <laughs> Anti-Republican, yeah. And it's weird because the CEC thinks that the royal family are like, lizard people who control the reserve bank or whatever so i don't quite know how he threaded that needle um but anyway that's that's who he went for there you go well a couple of absolute piece of shit dogs that we've got yeah Yeah. oh far out lucky they're cute yeah look there's no accounting for taste uh okay well that was uh the loosest episode possibly that we've ever done um yeah since like our second one when we had no notes yeah um thanks very much for tuning in everybody thanks everyone yeah um we're gonna take a break for at least one week uh no fresh episode next week we we are gonna put out a bonus episode this month for our patreon listeners though so if you want a little bit more snack pod and you're not signed up you can go and do that um 
we maybe will release last month's bonus episode on the regular feed mm-hmm. just so that we're putting something out next week for people um yeah uh thanks for listening congratulations on the country sucking slightly less than it did last week yeah happy many liberals eating shit day Correct. uh to you and yours um you know if, if you celebrate uh i'm sure you do uh and until next time take it easy and keep on snacking in the free world oh fuck so many so many people josh <laughs> reidenberg gladys Lou, christina keneally tim wilson dave sharma yeah fuck those people crunch 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 crunch